Welcome to the Rise Method podcast, where we make fitness information available to everyone. I'm Steve. Let's jump in. So the other day, I received a few bills in my inbox. You know, those bigger bills that come every quarter or every year, you know, like rego insurance rates, that type of stuff. And you have that little moment every time they kind of come in and they all seem to come in at once, you know, within maybe a month or two, you get hit with thousand dollar bills over and over again. You're like, what the hell? And you always have this little freak out where you go, geez, where am I going to get this money from? I'm spending so much money. Oh my God, my budget's going to blow out. Oh my God, things are going to be bad, blah, 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 blah. And when you take a moment and you think about these things, you go, well, hold on a minute. <laughs> they're, they're not an, a reoccurring expense that happens every single week. They kind of come on an annual basis. So what I do, like most other adults, I think, is I put all of these expenses onto a spreadsheet. And when you plug them all into a spreadsheet and then average them out through the entire year, you can work out like a weekly spend, right? So you spend, okay, this year I spent, let's say $50,000 or I can take $100,000 around a number. This is the amount of money I spent just to live. And when I break that down into a week-to-week basis, it equals this month per week. And if we go with the $100,000 example, you know, 52 weeks in a year, 50, 50 weeks in a year, let's say $2,000 a week. So you go, okay, well, $2,000 a week, some weeks might be higher because, you know, this bill is due, this bill is due, that bill is due. And then some weeks are lower where you go, well, if those bills aren't due, it's lower. So on the weekly average throughout the entire year, this is the net output. And when I do this on a quarterly basis and just update it slightly, I kind of see, okay, the expenses are going up slightly, the expenses are going down slightly. Okay, we've, we've introduced, uh, I don't know, swimming lessons for the kids. Okay, it's gone up slightly. Oh, we've stopped uh, our Netflix service, so it's gone down slightly. So we can see those kind of slight changes over time. And this is an, a, log- a logical way to approach something like budgeting versus that emotional response of going, ah, crap, because the bill just came in. Now, what the hell does this have to do with a fitness podcast, Steve, what you might be thinking? Well, there's got some lo- lots of similarities between what we're talking about with budgeting, what we're talking about, about you know, adult decisions when we're looking at things like finances and how we can approach things in the fitness space. So the main one we could, we could start with is something like our body weight. And it's important to look at it from a zoomed out position because things like our body weight, it can go up and down. You drink a lot of water on one particular day because it was really hot. So you drank a lot of water because you felt dehydrated. Your body weight goes up. Maybe you had a bigger meal at dinner, lots of vegetables, lots of salads. um, So that caused more gut residue in your gut. Maybe you've had a big workout in a session or maybe you've had more carbohydrate or more salt or poor quality sleep or you've got some hormonal fluctuations happening in your body or something else that's happening to you. So your body weight can change very acutely, you know, from a day-to-day perspective. We could freak out on a day-to-day perspective, just like we would when we get a bill into our inbox, or we might zoom out and go, oh, hey, hold on, we've accounted for this. The big takeaway here is that we want to be looking at it from an averages point of view, you know, trying to zoom out rather than focusing on the day-to-day or even the week-to-week. Sometimes it's better if we zoom out onto maybe like a monthly or even a yearly point of view. And that's how we can see some long-term progress. So if you've collected more data about, let's say, your budget, you know, you looked at your bank balance every single day, you looked at all the transactions every single day, charted it on a graph and in a spreadsheet, made it look all pretty and analyzed and go, oh yeah, actually my my expenses aren't really going up or down. They're kind of staying the same or my my expenses are increasing slightly, but then my 
income is also increasing slightly. So great, awesome, it's all kind of balanced out. Cool, no need to stress. We're gonna chart it the same way with our body weight. We chart it on a graph and we can see it visually or we chart it on a spreadsheet. We can see the numbers and we can analyze and go, okay, well, my body weight is trending down. I'm not just looking at it from a month to month or stepping on the scales, just like you'd open up your banking app and go, ah, oh, crap, my, uh, my budget is, is out right now because I've just paid for my um, you know, car insurance and they're freaking out because I've got no money there, but then know that you've actually just saved that money from previous weeks to pay for insurance that's due this month, right? Other things that we can apply it to is let's say our food intake, where we might have a caloric goal of argument's sake, 2000 calories. Some days might be lower, 1800, some days might be higher, you know, 2200. But then on the average, it's 2000 calories on a particular day. If you zoom out a little bit and you go, well, I'm averaging, two th- um, I'm aiming to have 2000 calories on every single day, but then on the weekend, it was, let's say, grand final or uh, your birthday or your friend's birthday um, or some other event and you might have consumed more calories. And again, just for argument's sake, you consumed an extra 1,000 calories. You had a few glasses of wine, some pizza, um, and you know celebrated a little bit too much. So you had 3,000 calories on one particular day. So you had 2,000, 2,000, 2,000 for six days, and then 3,000 for one day. So if you did the, the math on that, 2,000 for six days is 12,000, plus another 3,000 on the seventh day, that's 15,000 across an entire week. If we divide that by seven, right? That averages out to be what, one, uh, 2,150 calories on average through the entire week. So when we zoom out, we go, well, you know, some days I, I, I normally had 2,200 calories, other days I had lower. If I, if I zoom out a little bit, 2,150 calories, my target was 2,000 calories, I was within 10%, it, it, it's okay, right? And this could be a way that you help to regulate and go, well, you know, I could beat myself up because I had an extra thousand calories on one particular day, which by the way, is a lot of calories on one particular day. But if you zoomed out, it goes, well, on the average across the week, it's really not that bad. You can apply this on the inverse. So let's say uh, you are looking at your step count and you wanted to have 10,000 steps every single day. But on one particular day, uh, it was cold outside, uh, and you got nobody to love. No, no. So it's cold outside. You didn't really leave the house. Um, you, it was a, it was a, a, a sit down and watch a movie type day. Um, the house was clean already because you're, you, you tidied the day before. Uh, and you end up only doing, let's say, 2,000 steps on that particular day. It wasn't really a workout day. You didn't really want to go get your steps up. So you only did 2,000 steps on that particular day. Oh, geez. Okay. So you can beat yourself up and say, well, I didn't do 8,000 steps on this, this day. I wanted to get 10,000. I missed out on that. Or you zoom out a little bit and go, well, my weekly goal was 10,000 steps a day or 70,000 steps. I did 10,000 steps every other day, except this day, and now I've got 62,000 steps out of 70,000 steps on the week. So if you worked out that weekly average, you know, you might be cruising at 6,000-ish, you know, 8,000-ish steps a day across the entire week, which, again, maybe within 20% of your target, probably not that bad. So if you miss down those steps, you might be better to look at it from a weekly average or even zoom out further and look at it from a monthly average and go, well, this day was just a slight outlier. The bigger trend is what's important. The final thing you could really think about is your performance in the gym and your training in the gym. We speak a lot about uh, overload and progression. And we also know that 
on one particular day of training, your training effort or performance can fluctuate up to 20%, which is quite large. So let's say you go to the gym, you uh, had, have had an amazing day, sun's been out, you've gotten a pr- promotion from work, um, your, your, your partner's been promoted at their job, um, you uh, picked up a gold coin off the floor, you had a, a great lunch with your friend and you've had some pre-workout, you're in the car, driving to the gym, you're listening to some of your favorite music, I don't know, System of the Down, Taylor Swift, you name it. You get to the gym, the gym is empty, which is what you love, all the other way around. The gym is packed, which you love as well. And you go to your favorite squat rack, you're ready, you set up, you are full of fuel, and you're pumped up with caffeine, you've got the music blaring, it's gonna be a great day, and you smash it. You get the, the, the best workout of your life in best performance you've ever done because of the environment that you're in. Whereas on the inverse, the week after, um, you have had a really crappy day. It's been raining all day. Your kid is sick. Um, you've been hit with that rego uh, bill that came into your inbox. Yeah, your headphones die. There's no, there's no battery in that. You go to the gym and it is packed. You hate it when it's packed or when it's empty. You hate it when it's empty. Um, and there's no music playing. Um, your favorite squat rack is actually out. It's broken. It's being serviced. And you know, you're, you're, you're not ready for this workout. It's going to be a, a shitty one. And, and, and it reflects that. You do your workout and uh, you struggle with the reps you did the week before. You can't really lift the same weight. Everything just feels heavy, feels sluggish, ugh, right? So what do you do? You can either beat yourself up and go, well, my performance is lacking. I'm losing muscle. Uh, my strength is down. This is shit. Nothing's working. Uh, might as well go back to what I was doing before. Or you zoom out and go, well, on average, I'm consistently hitting let's say 100 kilos for eight to 12 repetitions on a, a squat for three to four sets. I feel a bit of a pump afterwards. Great, happy days ticking all the boxes. So on average, you're seeing an increase, even though on one particular day, you see a slight decrease. So that's all we kind of want to see in performance increases is that on average, over time, we see a very slight increase. And that's what we call progressive overload because it's progressively getting more challenging over time. It's not something that we do just once and go, well, yeah, haha, I've got a new one rep max. I must be awesome. Uh, we want to actually zoom out a little bit and say, hey, consistently over time, are you doing more? Then therefore more muscle is being added to your body. So the big takeaway here today, folks, is that sometimes we get caught up on the day-to-day. We get really emotionally invested in the, the numbers on a particular day when it is better for us to zoom out and think of it on a bigger time frame, a bigger average. And we do call it the, the law of averages where we want to zoom out, look at it from the big picture, either from potentially a week to week, month to month, or even on an annual point of view. What are you doing in the big picture? And that is giving a a better indication of your progress over time. So if you enjoyed this episode, let me know. I'll catch you in the next one.